This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is London calling. Here is the last news bulletin for today. The time through which we are now passing is of exceptional character. Hello everybody and welcome to the Full Retail Radio. As you can see, Owen hasn't turned up for work today. So he will be getting his first disciplinary notice. It's not good enough. But I've been joined by two superstars. We've got Adam Amasinger, current Cage Warriors superstar, and Terry Brazier, current Bellator superstar, former Bama champ. So <clears throat> you've both got fights coming up and you've both been up here training. Yeah. Yes, mate. You're closer to your fight, right? Mm-hmm. You're what, yes. 16? 16 days, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to get... I'm going to get the mic. The yeah. Mic's right. Here we go. There we go. We've got mystery on his, with his silly headphones on. That's why he's hiding <laughs> from the Raptor cam. Yeah, <laughs> and we've got, and we got Coach us. Eric as well on the Raptor cam. Yes, yes. We can see you've got the Velociraptors behind you. Right. Um, and we've got Wad over here. And Wad's hiding. Yeah, Wad's hiding. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Full house today. HR manager. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he's making sure we don't say anything that's yeah. going to get, uh, you know, upset the sponsors. You know. yes. Oh, thanks to Rygor, by the way. We've, we've officially named the, named, named the van Rygor the Dragon. Um, the hashtag's already floating around, so please feel free to start using Rygor the Dragon. That's the name of the new Raptor wagon. That nice, mate. It does look good. Yeah. It's it cool, right? Good. Yeah, it's cool. yeah, it's good. Um, unfortunately, I have to be really nice to people on the road, though, now, because they can see, they <laughs> yeah. can see yeah. you driving yeah. it. Exactly who you are, mate. Yeah, yeah. 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 No road rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so how are you feeling? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Um, back to my old ways. Yeah, um, I had a bit of a speed hump, um, more mentally than physically in the last camp, and uh, now I'm back to back to feeling strong and hungry. Um, yeah, I'm ready for it, man. Yeah, I'm ready to go. So change of opponent, right? You yeah. had uh, Peter Queeley before. Yes, SBG. Yeah, he's injured. Yeah. Now you've got Tim Wild. Tim Wild. Yeah. So. Slight adjustment of opponents, m- m- much difference in style, do you reckon? No, uh, for all I know, I could change again next week. I'm just going to go in there, do me. Um, and that's what I've done best before, just go in there and fight instinctually, uh, not too much of a game plan. Um, just go be the best me, give 100%, and um, I'm sure we come away with a win. Yeah? Yeah. So, so for people that haven't yet seen you fight what what would they expect to see when you're fighting I mean I, I felt it this morning because we were sparring and I've, my, my head's still hurting um, do you know what I just I, I like to come forward I like to fight um, I don't mind getting hit um, you know and I, I like to put on a fight that fans like to see you know I'm not there to nick a win I'm not there to nick points in a round um, you know I don't want to win the fight overall you know I'm, I'm in there to cause damage and, and try and finish the fight as soon as possible 
And and you're a lightweight, which is ridiculous. Yes, yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, I will be a lightweight. <laughs> you will be. He's <laughs> <laughs> got what? a few days left. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Are, you, are you hard dieting now? Are you closer to I am hard dieting, yeah. yeah. Otherwise I'd be in your fridge right now. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, flyweight is, is, your, is your comfortable weight class, but you yeah. have fought up, haven't you? Yeah, I fought uh, probably half, well, three quarters at bantamweight. Right. Uh, yeah, and about 25% probably at flyweight. But yeah, I can bounce between the two. Yeah. Yeah, I but, feel great at both. I mean, 10 pounds is a big difference though. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. It just basically where my starting point is. Um, when I'm at fly, it normally start a bit lower and I'm staying in shape in between in between fights. But if I'm uh, fighting a bantam, I don't really think about what I'm eating. I can just eat whatever I want yeah. um, inside and outside of camp. So it's really, when I'm fighting a bantam weight, it's about three weeks of dieting. Uh, fly weight, it's probably five weeks. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of difference there. And, and how, how do you fight differently at the two weight classes? Do you feel different? I do definitely feel different. Yeah. I think I move around a lot more when I'm at flyweight. I feel lighter on my toes. Um, and there might be a little bit of a strength difference. Um, but obviously that's the, that changes as my game plan changes as well, depending on who I'm fighting. So um, yes, but both seem to work. I think you're massively strong for both weights. Yeah. I was just about we, to We've drilled that. together. We've sparred together. Yeah, yeah. And you know you're incredibly strong you're as strong as most lightweights I've trained with so yeah. thank you mate no I don't think <laughs> <laughs> and you're not a lightweight let's be honest no, that's I mean, saying, yeah. it's ridiculous that you, no, but that I, you feel, can... I feel good at welterweight as well do you know yeah. what I mean um, you know I'm beaten as a, as a welterweight and you know I fought some some good guys um, but again you know like obviously Adam's brother Dean coming from that weight cut background and, and everything that he's taught us and how to manage our fight camps I suppose uh, from start to finish you know um, when I fight a welterweight it's, you know I can include a lot of S&C a lot of conditioning get strong whereas lightweight that's that's less of an issue mm. uh, and it's more just about um, staying fit and explosive yeah. rather than strong just ma- yeah, managing it a bit better mm. now yeah. obviously we've got all that information from Dean um, and that's d- just for people listening that's Dean Amasinga your, yeah. your, one of your older, older brothers yeah, older brother. and uh, he's out in Shanghai right mm-hmm. now running the UFC PI which is that's amazing incredible achievement that's amazing yeah, like, really are, are, are you missing him yet as a coach are you missing having him around yeah mate well I was supposed to come back I was, I was out training in um, Phuket Top Team in Thailand uh, I was supposed to come back That's after four second. weeks. That's yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm training with Eric, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then I was supposed to be getting my flight back, but obviously Dean wasn't there, so I ended up extending my trip for another four mm. weeks. So I was there for another eight weeks, like eight weeks in total. Yeah, um, so yeah, camp. we definitely were missing. There was needed a bit more structure, so we came back um, after the eight weeks, and obviously come chain with you guys up at Hardy Wallhead. It's all, it's all good. And now, obviously so. Coach Eric's come back with yeah. us as well. So yeah, yeah. for that yeah. support. So what? So what? What are, what are you saying, Coach? About about the, these two guys at the moment, their performance. How are they looking for this cat? These fights. I'm really happy um, with how they've both turned mental corners, um, and that's a big thing that we worked on. Um, they're both incredibly physically gifted. Um, I just saw some mental hindrances that were they were both kind of getting in their own ways and in different ways. Um, you know, uh, Terry just sort of I think got. Things got big real fast, and I think he got comfortable. And mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier in the gym, comfort just kills fighters um, in so many different ways. It can sneak up on you, and I think mm-hmm. comfort just got in the way. And, and there was a lot of other stuff that went on, fight week, medical stuff, but I, I don't really think that had as much to do with it as, as comfort. And then um, what I noticed with Adam was Adam's talent, and this is this is, can be a real curse, Adam's so talented um, that... 
he kind of had this like play it safe mentality, you know, that uh, if his talent couldn't just clearly outshine the person, he would get very tight and very restrictive in certain positions and not take chances and not sort of allow himself to embrace the vulnerability of a fight and mm -hmm. just let things flow. And uh, that's something we kind of really, really worked on in camp. Yeah. It's like, just take chances, man. Like, it's going to be what it's going to be. But by, by not allowing the chance to happen, you're actually hindering yourself. By yeah. playing it safe, you're actually, you're actually hindering yourself. You know, we have like saying in, in New York, it's like scared money don't make money, you know? Yeah. It's like if, you, if you're scared money in the fight, you, you ain't going to make no money. Uh -huh. So have you been uncomfortable, Terry? Has this, this been an uncomfortable training camp for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you grow when you're uncomfortable, right? And and coach knows how to make us feel uncomfortable <laughs> in training. Um, Anyone with ears like that, no offense. Yeah, yeah. You've earned those ears, yeah, my friend, you know. Um, like, no, but you know, and also, like I said, we've been working this camp as much mentally as we have physically. Every session we sit down after, we coach, uh, like with the fighters and, and he goes through, you know, we sit there and, you know, there's nothing say, uh, to be ashamed of saying what you're scared of and, and you know, and what you need to work on. Um, and what you need, you know, to grow and stuff. Um, and and one of the things coach was working with me is just have fun. Mm -hmm. I wasn't I wasn't having any fun. So now, and like I see it today as well. When I have fun, I can just let it go and I can be me and I can fight. Yeah. I'm having fun, then you know, I'm winning. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and you know what? If you go in there, you have fun, you give a hundred percent, you lose. There's nothing more you can do. Yeah. So you know that. And if you're not enjoying it, go get another job, mm -hmm. right? Because no one yeah. likes getting punched in the face if you're not enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Turning up each morning for that job as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I was noticing, I've noticed the past couple of sessions you guys have been up at the gym that you're not only a, a very, you know, technical coach across the whole, you know, range of MMA, but you're also very much like a psychological coach. You do a lot of talking to your fighters and stuff. Yeah. Like what, what's your background? And, and I mean, was that something that you did for yourself or did you have somebody that did that for um, you? So this has been a journey I've been on for a long time. So, uh, the day of Terry's fight, I'll be 15 years sober from drugs and alcohol. So I was a junkie um, uh, as, a, as a teenager and, uh, and a criminal and uh, homeless and all that stuff in and out of psych wards. And I got into MMA as sort of like an outlet, uh, wrestling and then MMA as sort of a way to get out of that life. And, and um, uh, But I stayed, all the mental stuff with that stayed with me and really cost me a career. Like I, I was very skilled and physically gifted and just my mind was just fucked up. Like I just was really, really fucked up and, um, and I had to work through a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, it was towards the, the, the end of my, my actual fight career that I started to really make strides mentally. And what I had to recognize was I was a coward. And um, that's not an easy pill for a guy that says that he fights for a living to, to tell himself. And, uh, and from there, like a journey began and I, I just got really into... Um, uh, breaking down my own thought processes and, I, and I've had some mentors along the way that, that have helped me um, obviously work through some of my own shit and and, uh, and I just try to impart that with these guys I think once you understand your own mind um, we're all pretty similar so I'm able to kind of roughly see what's making these guys tick mm -hmm. and then I won't tell them this is what making you uh, we'll have a conversation about it you know and, and, and then um, and if we're on the same page then we and sometimes I'll know before they know, and, and so I'll kind of have to just steer them a little mm. bit until mm -hmm. they can see it. And then once once we can all see it, um, then we can, we can start to, it, to, yeah. to make some progress. Like, for, for me personally, like I had um, one of my shrinks it come up on the phone, didn't it, earlier on, from the army ring me. Obviously, like I got diagnosed with PTSD, 
and I can't sit there and listen to someone saying, I know how you feel. And I'm like, if you really don't, do you know what I mean? You, you probably, you know, you look like you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You've sat in an office your whole life. You've never been shot at. You've never been in a street fight. Mm. You know, I've, I don't like quite a hard upbringing. And, and the thing is with coach is, uh, I know he's been through it and he can sit there and I know where he's, I know he's talking from his heart and, and, you know, he's had, a, we've, we've spoken, we've got a very like similar upbringing and sort of like, uh, some of the bad stuff has happened in our life. Um, so when he's giving me advice and saying, oh, yeah, I know how you feel, but you need to do this. I say, okay, cool. Like, because I know he's been there so I can learn from his mistakes and, and you know, take it as real. When mm. someone's sitting in an office in a white collar going, oh, I know how you feel. You're yeah, mad, you really yeah. don't. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why I, 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 can't, I can't get psychology from, from like army um, psychologists and stuff you know mm. um, so yeah that's that, that, that's sort of why our relationship works so well and that's why we've built such a, a good relationship as, um, as as a coaching team and you know obviously Adam since yeah. Adam, he's been over there he's seen that as well and, and a lot of the other fighters you know Jason Radcliffe um, he's also a guy that amazing athlete um, you know he's fighting on cage warrior the same night as Adam uh, he's got them psychological barriers um, and, and coach has been working for him and he's just like different guy man yeah. he's coming he, he's He's gonna he's gonna bring what he looks he's like. He's, he's gonna bring this time. Dude, you know what I mean? yeah. He's a dangerous, um, yeah. dangerous. Man. It just shows that look, how yeah. how strong and and how weak the brain can be. You mm. can be the best athlete in the world, but if your brain don't let you show that, you, yeah, you're not gonna be it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know, if your brain's strong um, and you're an athlete, then you know you're forced to be reckoned with. Yeah, and that's how I feel for my fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, put it's me to sleep, Tim, while you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> So t- tell me about your, because you, you've had a bit of an interesting journey recently. I was, yeah. I was in your corner for your first professional loss. And that was a, it was, a, it was an odd one because, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, your opponent after, after went on to mm-hmm. a, get a title shot. He's yeah, a, he a very, very good fighter. Scott Malone, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, that must have been a challenge for you because, fr- I mean, from the outside looking in, working with you here yeah. in, in the Reptile House and the reptile at the gym house. and yeah, you know, yeah. down, down at uh, NFM, like you've got all the physical attributes and you like you're strong you're fast like things seem to come very easy to you and you pick yeah. things up very quickly so it doesn't take long for you to like figure someone out and be able to beat them but psychologically that must have been a bit of a hump to, to get over man it, first of all yeah it was a very tough pill to swallow after that loss but uh like coach eric was saying it's a um it's a gift and a curse have been being talented um because a lot of the time before i think before that fight i was going on what I was good at I was quite it was quite easy for me to just keep keep going forward with the stuff that I'm good at not having to work necessarily on the things that um, I need to be putting some more time into um, and really challenging myself and again making myself uncomfortable put myself in more uncomfortable situations um, I felt like I was coasting a little bit you know I got to where I got to um, and winning loads of fights with doing just stuff I'm, I'm just I'm just good at naturally mm. um, and obviously I was putting the work in but there was areas that really needed some attention um, and I think this is this this loss really was the making of me now yeah. um, I think I feel like I'm better than I've ever been um, and yeah I'm ready to show you that this fight so working with Eric over in um, Phuket now we've like we've been working on all the things that I've needed to I've changed my game a little bit and I think the biggest thing that surprised me of Eric was the like philosophical help with the mind with everything with my mind the way I approach training the way I approach uh, the fight leading up to everything as well and just have it like we said, Terry was saying just having fun mm. um, I've truly had fun this this trip man I've been out 
traveling the world, um, enjoying everything about it. Good weather, good food, good people, yeah. good training. What more can you want? Yeah, right. Um, exactly. Man, it's been it's been amazing, yeah. and uh, just the icing on the cake now would be to literally get getting that win. Um, again to perform in front of everyone such a big card so yeah. nah, I can't wait and it is a big card as big well card. isn't it Cage Warriors 106 man it's, it's, it's yeah. a big card what is it five, five title fights six five title or six fights. now I think now yeah, just yeah. maybe I think Sam Creasy's got added now flyweight um, title maybe um, so I think that's six mm. so man yeah it's a big big and even on the undercards we've got myself uh, Jason like they were saying yeah. uh, Mario was out training with us in uh, top team mm. so yeah three guys that we know Plus the uh, title fight, so nice. Yeah, who's, who's Jason got? Who's he fighting? Uh, I'm not sure the guy's I name. name. No. I will have to look. Brummy guy, I think. I'll so. have, to have a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I sure. mean, I always look at I always look at Jason Radcliffe and just think, you know, these. There's, there's a, an absolute killer locked in there <laughs> yeah, somewhere, you know. And if you sure. just there's some video right floating key. around online right now uh, from his last couple sparring sessions on yeah. uh, Phuket Top Team's Instagram. Go watch mm. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. It's body shot. You're commenting about it. It's beautiful. Oh, man. really? It was yeah. nice. The worst nice. body Some shots. walk away nice. body shot knockouts. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice stuff to watch. I, I went through a phase in my Thai boxing career where I just wanted to stop everyone with body shots because <laughs> yeah. I realized it was like I got caught with a body shot in sparring. We used to, we used to have these mad Saturday morning boxing yeah, sessions yeah. and it was myself Owen Comrie my old Thai boxing coach yeah, I'm and then it was uh, there was a guy called James who was a really good amateur southpaw boxer Ricardo Sams who was on the British team and then like whoever else would show up a couple of Thai boxers you know whatever sometimes Paul Daly would drop in or whatever and, and we'd do these like horrendous sessions where we'd start at eight o'clock we'd go for a run hey, all your sessions sound horrendous they back then <laughs> yeah. you're like going right around the clock mate oh man we did everything short of carrying logs yeah, on yeah. our back and I think yeah. I might have even done that one time as well mm. you know we, we used to get to the gym early Go, we'd do a run like three miles with some steps or whatever then we'd come back we'd do eight rounds of skipping five rounds of shadow boxing then we'd do 20 rounds on the bag it's the old school way old school right yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we'd do like a bunch of conditioning exercises or we'd do body sparring first and we wouldn't stop body sparring until everyone had been down at least once <laughs> <laughs> we have to try that one time <laughs> the source of the, the, source <laughs> so of the people that actually want to be there a lot of gyms and, and, and sessions now are run so like open door to everyone do you yeah. know what I mean and you get yeah. people there and then it's, it, they get to the fight before they realise they actually don't want to be a fighter like yeah. you know sessions like that are definitely going to oh, definitely going to whittle that, that down that's the difference though going out to Phuket though everyone's uh-huh. there for a reason because yeah. they want to fight yeah. you don't yeah. get anyone like you know shying away from anything not wanting yeah. to spar not wanting to grapple yeah. everyone's there to improve and they don't have hard, a choice so. nah you don't you know I've turned I've turned up to sessions and I've just been hot he's like go home if you don't want to be here go home because you ain't gonna learn. Yeah. Like if you if you're if you're here moping around, fucking get out of my gym. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. and, and that's it's right. You, mm. you know, and this is at the beginning when we started working the mental stuff, and it's like come there with an objective. Mm-hmm. Come there n- not to win, and, and that was another thing as well. Don't try and win. It's going it's back tough. to what you were saying, like yeah. don't try and win the rounds because you know I know I can grind people out. I'm just gonna take them down. You know we know I can do that but mm. then you're going to meet someone that's going to stop that and I went, then what are you going to do mm. so then go there with an objective to learn something that you're weak at like start in a position start in all the positions that you, you know you, you know you're weak at or, or you know just try something new like if you get sprawled on trying that new shot do it do it 10 times until you can do it mm. um, and that's how we started training and then before you know it like you're, you're learning so fast do you know what I mean so step- I think one of the hard things is stepping away from your ego yeah, in man. the gym. Yeah. I think that's one of the main things I yeah, learned when I was out there. 
not trying to win every uh, session. Like Eric was like, I tense, I get so tense when I was just trying to win every tense situation. Tense mind, tense yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just it doesn't it doesn't work. The, the training doesn't flow. The techniques that I'm trying to use aren't flowing. Yeah, um, you can't so yeah, learn. You can't learn when you're tense. Mm. No. Well, that's what Coach Eric was saying mm. to you earlier today yeah. when we were sparring. Because yeah. I, I was kind of loose and you know trying to stay relaxed because I'm I'm old and slow and my my, my gaps are not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you weren't too slow. <laughs> every time I watch you train or train with you, you look like you're having fun every single time. Yeah, yeah I'm always know? having fun. It's not for so like good. for like a round and a half, and then I'm like, good <laughs> 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 well today. Like, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I got beat up today. That's what happened. Um, but like you know. <clears throat> You, when you were relaxed, yeah. it was just, I just didn't know where you were going. You know, mm. in times when I've when I've seen you, and you're fighting and you're you're trying to you're trying to knock someone out or you're trying to take them down. That tension in your body looked like yeah. it was exhausting you. And when I saw you working today, it's just flowing. Mm. And I wasn't sure whether you were level changing. Hit me with shots. It was, yeah. I like together. You're just ridiculously fast. It's, it's yeah, he's unreal, right? <laughs> and, and, and this and this this stance switching that you started doing very very TJ Dillashaw, but. I even think it's more advanced than what TJ Dillashaw is doing. And I'll be honest, is because as you're switching your stance, you're moving out of range. There's no opportunity to hit you as you're doing that. It's good to you don't, Exactly, right? It's good you to don't hear. stand still enough to be taken down as well. So okay. I'm excited. It's coming together. It's coming yeah. together, man. It's only just over, what, four weeks? Yeah. Three and a half weeks? I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. So I'm sure Dean will be listening to this. Yeah. Would, would he be happy with where you're at with your uh, weight cut right now? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which part are you talking about? The weight cut, the, the progress, the training. Yeah, where is it? No, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm on. I'm on target for where I'm supposed to be. Um, and after hearing how much you cut in two days yeah. today, I'm like, I'm sweet. Yeah, that's that's like, the worst thing you could have told him. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? No, I'm on target. He set me my targets um, for each week, uh, and I'm hit it. So, yeah. you know, whether that's slightly more than I did last camp, it doesn't matter. I feel fine. I feel great. I feel in a great place. And like like we said before, I, I've come out of the last sort of two fights um, when I won the Bama titles for, with Alex and uh, Reese. And I said to um, Coach Al, I said, I, I feel fucked. Well, you know, you was in my corner, right? When I fought Reese. Uh, and he's screaming at me, you're not tired, Terry Brazier. And I'm like, I'm more than tired. Best clips on the internet, It wasn't my fitness. I'm naturally fit from being in the army. I'm going on a 12-mile run anytime, and I'm fit. Do you know what I mean? It just comes back to me. Um, But it it was my energy management, and and I was holding on to stuff, and we've recognised that, or I've recognised it, because it takes me a while of being told. Um, <laughs> and, and that's what I've been working on. And I'm, I'm finishing rounds now and I feel yeah. fine. Like we, we trained today, we've done the sessions and then I ro- like rolled with Eric. I feel great, I feel fine. And it is down to energy management and fight IQ. Mm-hmm. Efficiency. Um, yeah, and efficiency. Well. And, you know, I've done a lot more S&C, had a few injuries, I had shoulder shoulder surgery and stuff before that last fight, which I, so I couldn't do any SNC and you know loads of mad stuff. So I wanted to get a bit of strength back, which I've done. I put on a bit of muscle mass. I feel great. I look great. I feel super strong. Feels uh, great. Looks great. Got his sleeveless full. Yeah. Of course. Uh, of course. It, we, we, don't, we don't. We always send him out with sleeves. I thought you'd have Terry one for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen the conditions. Yeah, these have been cold. You know, I'm in a great place, and my, you know the weight's coming off, 
as it should be. Um, if anything, Eric, uh, coach is telling me to eat more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For, for my recovery and stuff. So, yeah. uh, no, it's all good. And um, I'm going to make weight like a pro, like I always do. Nice. Otherwise, Dina Flo, <laughs> <laughs> trying to beat my head in. Just, <laughs> yeah. So, tell me about your background a bit. Because, I mean, how did you get into martial arts? Have you always been a fan of martial arts? Because we're a similar age, right? You're oh, 32. Oh, no, we're not a similar age, am we? Yeah, I was going to say, all right, man. I'm like, I'm yeah. like look Sorry. crazy. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I think I'm younger than I am. I thought, sorry, I thought you were a little... I thought no, you were I've like, had a hard life, I thought mate. I've been to war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra years. Yeah. Well, tell, tell us about that. I mean, um, how, how... First oh, of all, how was like, that? Yeah, it's not great. It wasn't um, margaritas and beaches, that's mm. for sure. Um, it's, it's a weird one. Um, I had a crazy upbringing... Uh, in an era where parents or especially fathers were alcohol- like drinkers and alcoholics so I grew up with like uh, a violent dad you know always uh, fighting or, or getting beaten um, as a as a youngster until I turned up 13 and realised I got a nice right on me and um, and chinned him back and then <laughs> sort of at that stage I realised oh, you know I, I've got something here and I sort of I left school early at 15 grew up with the older boys always fighting always getting in trouble um, and I stopped going down a, the wrong road as, as much as us do in, uh, in the fight, you know, in the fight scene and stuff. Um, until it come to a stage where I, I got arrested, um, and I was going on my, literally driving to, on the way to court, and uh, I said goodbye to everyone because I thought that was me. Um, and my mum just made me promise: if you walk out of court today, then change your life. And I said, yeah, I promise, because I just thought I'm not walking out of court today. And I, you know, obviously it wasn't me. So I walked out of court that day and uh, got on the train the next day, went and joined the army, stuck to my word, completely changed my life, left everything behind, my phone, all my associates. Um, Cause obviously, you know, looking back then, sort of people weren't your friends. Mm. Um, yeah, joined the army um, and then found myself in Afghanistan <laughs> a few years later. Um, and that's when sort of like I really got mentally and physically tested. Um, I was in a paratrooper, so it was compulsory to be fit and have the sort of mindset that I've got of like you know go forward, you win. There's an objective. You you know you you, you know you you got to finish your mission. Um, you know that sort of strong mindset, um, which instilled in me and discipline, obviously. Um, and then we had a real rough tour in, in Afghan, Nadi Ali North, um, Helmand Province, which is, is an area of Afghan where the Americans tried taking it uh, and couldn't. Um, and it was always sort of the, the typical Second World War, you know, fighting over a, a kilometre, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we basically just got dropped in, in the middle of this bee's nest, um, free power. Actually, Jack Marshman was just up the road from me as well. So, you mm-hmm. know, the, the mindset of his mm-hmm. fighting as well, it's yeah, very right. similar. Yeah. Um, and we had a real rough sort of seven, eight months out there. Um, a few boys uh, went down and, and we see some mad, crazy stuff. Um, and it's sort of, yeah, just at that sort of point, my whole aspect and my whole outlook of life just changed. Um, I had young kids and a, a couple of instances, uh, a couple of things that happened out there was two kids the same age as my kids. And it was just like, it just like shakes me now just thinking about it. It's quite hard to talk about. Um, and then when I come back, sort of me and a few of the lads that I was with got medically discharged from PTSD, like no longer fit to soldier. Basically, it was my well collapsed. Because I was like, right, I was this little shit. I used to sell drugs and fight and, you know, go do crazy shit. And then I've, right, I've changed my life to be this 
good person that everyone looks up to everyone respects and you, know, you walk through London in your uniform and you so, you know people are looking at you in awe uh, and it was amazing it was a great feeling and then all of a sudden that was took away from me and it was like well, I'm back to my area with the same people that I knew six seven years ago doing the same shit if not worse and I'm like didn't really want to be there um, I was in a bad way in a shit relationship um, and I literally just wanted to fight so I walked into a gym in Windsor and met Dean and that's how I met Dean. Um, on the, I trained from Monday to Friday, had an inter-club fight, or t- two fights on the Saturday. <laughs> just got in the cage and just had it. One of them was with James Reedman. Uh, another one was with some Muay Thai fighter and just, just threw down, really. Yeah. And as I walked out the cage, he just grabbed me to one side. He's like, I can't teach that. He said, I can teach you the skills to go with it, but I can't teach you what you've got. Nice. And I sort of didn't really understand what he meant. He said, just stick with it. And at the time, the army was still paying me. So it gave me that year to be able to train and, and, and have an income. So I just trained every day, day in, day out. And I was going there, I was getting armbarred, I was getting tapped, I was getting beaten up. And I was a big guy then, uh, just always hitting the weights, always strong. Um, he's like, stick at it, stick at it, stick at it. And slowly but surely, I was like, oh, now they're not tapping me. Oh, now I'm tapping them. Oh, now I'm just grinding them, do you know what I mean? And then I started fighting and, and, and obviously winning. Um, yeah, and I just haven't looked back really, and just grown on it, and then it started started making a living from it, and and I've had some. I'm really lucky to have some really good sponsors along the way. I was out in Thailand. Dean started going me Eric, met Eric, and I was just everything is just like falling into place, man. And you know now I'm fighting on Bellator, Wembley Arena again. So it's like you know all my um, hopes and dreams have have come true, and you know no looking back to that crazy lifestyle and yeah. you know I'm lucky man I've, I've had to fight for it don't get me wrong but um, yeah, I feel lucky to be here you know I'm sitting here with, with Dan Hardy do you know what I mean like you know it's crazy for people that don't know you know don't you see you on TV and stuff like that and see these guys on TV and you know th- this is a job they'd dream to have and, and they'd love to be in this position so you know I, I feel blessed every day for, for being here do you know what I mean yeah um, you know I've put my time in don't get me wrong mm. Absolutely. Uh, for Queen and Country and all that. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I'm here and I'm just going to make the most of it. So, yeah, that's me up to date. Yeah, <laughs> that's fascinating. Man. So how much of that, how much of that grind was instinct and how much of that was learned when you were in the army? Um, so in the army, they try and break you and they slowly learn that I couldn't be broke. Like, and that come from the shit upbringing, you know, from four years old to 13 years old, I got, I had a real hard time with my dad. Do you know what I mean? That's why I've got such a good jaw. Do you know mm-hmm. what? If I could turn back time, I would not change a thing. No. You know, Walter Gahadza knows that. He hit me on the chin and his eyes were like, oh, you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Do you know what I mean? So, part um, of you just saying, fuck you to the man. Trying to tell you yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, cheers, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that was just like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was uh, just just my whole life is and it sounds so like like corny but my whole life was a build up to this Mm. you know that you know I'm rough through and through Um, that come from my upbringing and then when I got into the army they realised they couldn't break me so they tried mould me and you know before I I was a corporal in charge of lads do you know what I mean Um, the army definitely taught me discipline and how to um, use my my loud mouth and my um, you know what's the word like not not backing down do you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, and my stubbornness you know to to use that and 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 that's good good uh, good teachers good good sergeants in the army mm. um, whereas in school they don't know how to deal with that that's why I was like you know they couldn't teach that so I was like get out 
Um, whereas in the army, they, they're better at sort of molding that sort of person. Mm. Um, and obviously, I was always super fit, running from the police. <laughs> so, <laughs> so going in the army, fit, picking things up and running was my thing. Right? <laughs> um, get your cardio. Yeah, my, yeah. My, whole, my whole life has been a, a lead up to. Feels like it's, it's been for this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't change a thing, man. And now you're ready to reap the benefits. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. in the right place yeah. for Bellator. 100% and... mentally, physically. You've got amazing people around me. Um, I feel good, man. Mm. I feel really good. Yeah. So what, what do you learn from uh, from training with Terry then? Because obviously, I mean, you, you guys are, are kind of almost polar opposites when it comes to <laughs> like style. And, that's yeah, I right. <laughs> we use each other though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, yeah. he's super fast and, and I'm strong and I come forward. So mm-hmm. it actually works. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There's no point him always sparring with people that are super fast and the same as him yeah and it's also not worth me always sparring with strong people do you mm. know what I mean yeah, it was, was nice because he's a bit bigger than me you know he can just walk down and take shots and I can get used to pivoting and doing all that kind of stuff and that there's a specific bits of work that I can do with, with Terry um, I think a lot, of, a lot of people I wouldn't be able to do with maybe I'd be catching them with a lot more shots doing a bit more damage because Terry's so big it's, it's alright he can just walk forward and take, take all the shots yeah trip. yeah he's sweet so uh, that's helped a lot man for a lot of the guys that are quite aggressive fighters it's, it's a good um, stylistic matchup with Terry uh, in my sparring sessions just to, to work on that kind of stuff getting angles off getting shots off um, on the back foot maybe um, yeah, it's worked, it's worked well this camp. Yeah, we've yeah. done quite a lot of grappling together with Eric as well. And, and myself, him shooting at a million miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> so it's worked yeah, both ways. It's worked, it's worked really nicely. Man. Yeah, really it's nice, kind yeah. of a similar relationship to me and Paul Daly, and you know, like he was. He was strong, fast, and powerful, and mm. like good wrestling. And I showed up every day. Not giving yourself enough credit, mate. That's... I'm still here, Paul. Yeah. I'm still here. My head's still, hurting, but I'm yeah, still here. Yeah. 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 Um, Tell me about your background, because because your your brother was one of my main training yeah. partners. He's been in my corner. He was in my corner for my last fight. He's a a, a weight cutting genius. He's I mean he's he's multi talented as well as being able to pick people up and slam them onto the onto. The, I've, I've got some video, and I'll have to we'll have to get it up on uh, on yeah, YouTube. Sure. It's it's old Cage Warriors, and I have to see that. It, from as far as I understand, I'm the only person that's got uh, got a copy of this, including Cage Warriors. And it's Dean picking this poor guy up at Cage Warriors Roughhouse in Nottingham and just slamming this guy onto the floor like he weighed nothing. It was just exclusive footage you got in. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, right? yeah, 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 monster. So, what was your background? I mean, were, were you always drawn to martial arts, or is it? You know- well, firstly, it's not as colourful as Terry's life. It no, might, might, no. Might. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, my both my my both my parents were pretty athletic when they were, they were younger. So a lot of that stuff that I picked up from them, you know, nature versus nurture. There was a lot of the um, genetic side of things. I think my dad's always been into his long distance running, keeping fit and stuff like that. My mum was a national runner for Ethiopia as well when she was younger. Unfortunately, didn't get to compete uh, because of um, I think some civil wars going on at the time. Uh, yeah, which was really unfortunate for her. But obviously, she's left Ethiopia when she was really young as well being a young immigrant with nothing um, in her pocket so she came to the UK um, I think she was like 15 or 16 well she went to Israel first with nothing came, managed to make her way to the UK or Germany first then the UK wow. um, made it over and you know she, she's built everything from the ground up so I think the work ethics definitely come from my mum and that's obviously helped out with everything with my training and all that kind of stuff so um my dad as well. It's the same kind of thing. He's le- he left his country uh, with nothing in his pocket as well. So both of them really hard working, and that's just something that's been instilled in me when I was younger, um, and I've always been super competitive. So whatever sport I was playing when I was younger, I was mm. always wanted to be, be the best at. I was playing football. 
for my academy, playing for Wickham Wanderers and stuff. So there was always in some kind of sport I wanted to be involved with. Um, and obviously Dean um, started fighting in mixed martial arts, met you guys over in Nottingham. And uh, my cousins and my uncle, my uncle had a kickboxing gym in Slough, just the town over from us actually. So my cousins and me were just fighting constantly. I had two older brothers that I was training with and fighting with all the time. Um, and then the kickboxing gym, yeah, I started when I was yeah, real young, six, seven. I was just in the gym. Whenever my parents couldn't look after me, I was sat in there, just sat in the corner, <laughs> you know, um, just watch, watching at first and obviously continually getting uh, more and more involved. Um, and obviously the kickboxing just took off from there. I was competing quite a lot in, I, I call it fancy pants kickboxing. Of course. You know, point, point scoring. Yeah. So Wonderboy pretty well. Wonderboy, yeah, 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 yeah. It's done well, but it's, mm. it's worked well for my, um, my, my striking as well. Um, and that's where basically my, my foundation came from. And then obviously Dean started doing mixed martial arts. Um, and I was like, yeah, I want a piece of that. I sort of saw his first fight after. I actually missed it, but I, went, I watched it <laughs> afterwards and I really wanted to get involved with that. So um, yeah, carried on from there, man. Yeah. So, so what about fighters? What about people that uh, that you watched when you were when you were getting into it? When I was getting into, I just like watch man. When I was watching Tito and Chuck back in the day, I was like, this yeah. is absolutely mad. <laughs> if I could do something that's that physical and I can do it as a job, that I can I can look as cool as they do on the TV, you know, that was that was uh, something else. But then obviously people like Mighty Mouse, I think in terms of stylistically, he's the one that I've, I've looked at the most in terms of being the most well-rounded. Um, I think if you if you were to show someone that's never watched a mixed martial arts before, a uh, perfect example of a uh, mixed martial arts, I would give I would show yeah look at his highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was the one that I looked at most. I think being able to put everything together really well. Yeah. Um, and obviously when Dean was fighting, he made all connections with you guys. Um, and yeah, there's just a wealth of knowledge there, man. I've I've been fortunate enough to be able to um, be thrown in the deep end there. I've got all the resources around me. So um, yeah, really fortunate, man. Really fortunate. Yeah. Nice. And what about uh, what, what about as a training partner? What I mean, where, where do you see his his future going? Who Adam? Mm. Oh, to the to the top, obviously. Um, you know, I think the, his last loss was um, obviously a wake up call, uh, and sort of before then. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like almost polar opposite upbringings, where you know Adam Adam's got like a really supportive and. Um, like a tight family around him. His mum's amazing, as we all know. You know what I mean? Um, uh, as a, as was mine. Um, but growing up in Windsor and stuff like that is not as rough area. Yeah. And it's not, you know, like it's comfortable. Yeah, it's comfortable. You know, I've talking about before fighting mm. on on the street almost, and I knew what it felt like to be stamped on and punched, and and knew that I wouldn't get knocked out. Do you know what I mean? Whereas. Um, Adam maybe never was on the receiving end of that as much but now you know what it's you know yeah. and obviously you know you need to feel that mm-hmm. to come back from it mm. uh, and, to, and to know whether you're a fighter or not and some people get that and they, they know they don't want to fight anymore and they know that's not for them whereas Adam it was like lit that fire and was like right let's yeah. go do yeah. you know what I mean uh, that's what I see from it yeah. anyway from an outsider's point of view no, I completely uh, agree. and then ever since then your work work ethic always been a lot but it's just been through the roof like Mm. you know training our our camps out there has just been insane um you know we've had a lot of fun but we've we've put in some hours and we've grinded and we've worked and you know adam's destroying people on the mats and like i say he's super strong man yeah i I gotta say he's so technical and he's you know i've I've got like five six years on him so you know i can only imagine where he's going to be in five six years Mm. um you know, and he's, you know, on Cage Warriors, 
couldn't see him getting a title in sort of the next year, 18 months. You know, you just look at history. People go to the UFC from uh, Cage Warriors and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain he's going to do well there. So. Yeah. See what happens with that flyweight division in the UFC. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, yeah, it's all up in the air still, isn't Stacked, it? Mm. It is a bit at the moment. Mm. Yeah, we're not sure what's going on with it. I'm, I mean, I, I find out as, as you know as quick as everybody else does yeah. usually through Twitter or Instagram yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah I, I hope it sticks around and I, the thing that frustrates me about it and about the kind of the, 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 the methodology around around the weight classes in the UFC is that they, they always have to be tied to a champion we always need a champion I don't think we representing the, yeah, yeah, yeah like, in, like in the beginning those early days like we, they were just fights people want to watch fights they want to watch yeah. good fights and, yeah, and the best a lot fights of the, times, the best match, exact, match and a lot of the fights. times there are good fights in the flyweight division so instead of maybe having a champion, just have flyweight fights every mm. now and then between you know guys that are guys that are good, and eventually a division would start to develop around it. You I know, once so. the UFC the UFC closed the lightweight division, mm-hmm. back in the day they oh, closed yeah. the lightweight yeah. division. Taking, yeah, just shut out. it down yeah, for a few years. Shut it down. There was no lightweight division, so it was like Jens Pulver went to Japan, didn't he? Kaluna went know, to Japan. UFC, like it's not, it's no secret. The UFC is an amazing business. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But like, so where does it, where's the cut off from, okay, they're just doing it for, to be an amazing business or they're doing it to be an amazing fight show or an, mm. an entertainment show. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, um, it, I think the thing decisions is, decisions are obviously based on it being a business, which in their minds, that's what they want, right? Yeah, of course. Um, but you know, I guess as, as fans and stuff, we want to see other things. But <laughs> I'm, I'm not against the idea of having super fights mm. though. And I think sometimes, you know, like, there are good super fights to make in the flyweight division. It's a bit more like boxing in that sense. Exactly, yeah. 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 It'd be interesting to see, now obviously Dean's working with the Performance Institute in Shanghai, There's a, the population is generally smaller. There's yeah. going to be a load of good bantamweights, flyweights, even smaller, I think. I think um, so. So it'd be quite interesting to see who who and what comes out of that, out that, um, out that gym. Mm. And they've yeah, got like broadcast capabilities and stuff as well. So they're like yeah. this, like the, the contender series and stuff. They can literally mm. do shows in the gym, broadcast yeah. live. So like we're going to be able to see that talent mm. like real time on Fight Pass. Mm. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to going to see it in person. I can't wait to go out there and train. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I cannot yeah. wait. It's Perfect. Good. Perfect. So go on. Just before we move on to the weekend's fights, because I want to pick your brains about two, three, eight. Um, what's the five year plan? Where do you want to be in five years? Retired. <laughs> <laughs> cash down. You want to cash out? Nah, cash um, out. <laughs> you know, uh, for me personally, I just want to live in the moment. Yeah. Uh, who, who knows? Yeah. What can happen? Business. I'm very business minded. I've got other businesses and stuff. Uh, things pop up. I don't want to go up and then have to fight my way back down. Uh-huh. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, you know. I don't want to be 38 years old getting head kicked in front of my kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, that's the way Jimmy went out at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, absolute warrior. And I'd love it if he carried on fighting. But there is a time where you think, these young bucks kicking you in the head and knocking you out in front of your kids. It's time time to mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're comfortable and, and you've done well in the sport, then there's, there's a time to knock it on the head, I think. Um, that being said... I'll probably be 38 getting knocked out but you know we, we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens and you know I, I, I want that Bellator title yeah that, I didn't come I didn't, I didn't go into Bellator thinking I just want to earn some money and get out you know I want that title mm. so I want to fight I want to fight names I want to fight Benson mm. Henderson I've said that from, from day one yeah, I, I want to fight Benson Henderson wow. I don't yeah. care do you know what I mean um, and what a great name and title or not just to fight them sort of names mm. is you know 
it's um it's an achievement yeah so, you know they're, they're great guys and great fighters and uh to have your name in the lights up against them you know right. means i've means i've done something yeah yeah man what, what about yourself um you know i want to i'm still young so i want to keep have another at least like 10 years in, in, this, in the fight game mm. um, and whether I just want to compete at, at the highest level whether that's in the UFC I like the look of 1FC as well now um, it, yeah dependent on the flyweight division or I can jump between the bantamweight you're just the DJ aren't you so, yeah I'm just chasing I'm after him like, I'm, yeah, I'm you're after, just I'm harassing Demetrius Johnson if he's listening come on Mouse come on Mouse I've been watching you Apex is hunting yeah the cat's out man the cat's out it's like but Cobra like, yeah like a Cobra bro. dude that video I posted that on my uh, was it Victory Fight yeah yeah yeah, for the title. yeah 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 I posted that on my Instagram it got 100,000 views I all. know man that was, was crazy wasn't it I bet got at least 10 followers yeah mate at least at least <laughs> at least nah mate but in um, yeah I think uh, whatever, whatever show whatever show I make it to um, after this I just, right now I want the um, Cage Warriors title whether it's a flyweight or bantamweight um, and or I think both. that's going to come yeah or both and that's going to come sooner rather than later um, I've definitely got my eyes set on that um, and then from there obviously we'll see we'll see what what, what what doors are open in terms of the UFC or um, yeah I like I like 1FC as well I mean mm. like in their production I like um, it's quite a martial artist based organisation you know there's not yeah. there's not a lot of trash talking and stuff like that a lot of respect between the fighters and I quite like that I'm not one to you know be that outspoken I think Terry might be <laughs> I don't know if Terry would see that one <laughs> not so well but uh, for me yeah but I like it man it's, like, it looks, looks it's got good production as well some good fighters out there yeah. and obviously um, they pay well, right? yeah I think they do I haven't actually looked into it but you checked it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, at the end of the day, we all love fighting. People go, oh, you know, it's not about the money. Come yeah. on. I'm mad about it. Do you want to buy a house or yeah, you know, yeah, do you yeah. want to retire? It's and, a short career. And go, You've got, got to go be back to work. Money. You yeah. need to you be know what I mean? Money. 10 right. years is not short. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to have a 35, 36. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, could, that's, I think that's a good age. Yeah. I, can, I can be like, yeah, I've, I've, I've put my time into it. Um, but yes, yeah, still very early for me. I had quite a lot of a long amateur career. Yeah. And I took my time with that making sure I had the experience. So I think, yeah, now, now um, I've got my eyes set on, on gold at Cage Warriors and then we'll see what organisation is next. Nice, nice. All right, let's get into the fights this weekend. Yeah, man. UFC 238. Let's start from the top down. So, uh, Cejudo against Marais. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? Can you do it? I don't watch the main card. <laughs> 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 you want? No, it's next. Oh, man, I'm, just, I'm a Cejudo, man. After yeah? seeing, seeing him against TJ, I'm like, this guy is an absolute savage. And he's doing, from watching him on um, social media and stuff, he looks like he's put, been putting the every stock, everything he's been going over, like with his um, new S&C workouts he's been doing, all the cognitive stuff he's been working on. He seems like he's taking everything real serious. Like, every measure he can take before to get to improve, he seems like he's doing it. Yeah. Plus, he's got a wrestling gold medal in the Olympics plus he's the champion at flyweight you know yeah. and it's well, pretty it's hard to argue. extra 10 pounds as well I mean that's that's something that you can speak on yeah especially in that in those weight classes I mean and the thing is as well something that people people have got to bear in mind is that the lower the weight class the yeah. higher a percentage that, that 10 pounds is to you as, as yeah, body weight so yeah, yeah. you know there's, there's quite a big difference how do you think he's going to be different at uh, bantamweight right look at the power he showed at against TJ he yeah. looked like an absolute savage every shot had so much intent behind it and he was delivering damage in every single one. The kick to the body, he was going for head kicks, landed hard shots on the break. Uh, I think he's going to be dangerous in this fight, Bantamweight as well. Even stronger, more powerful. 
and it mm. seems like he's been working all that stuff as well yeah so um, yeah man it's, it's going to be a good fight no doubt Mariah is an absolute savage as well Talk, we were talking about all those knockouts with the knee and the mm-hmm. kick as well man he's um, really good I just think that he has another option to take Mariah down and do a bit more damage there maybe wear him out get him on a break again like he was doing against TJ yeah yeah. that's a dangerous spot good shot um, so yeah good shot yeah what do you reckon are you watching no comment. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm like, I'm like the least educated yeah. MMA fighter yeah. I, li- I just Cowboys and, on the card and, though and choose, you, I just you, pick and choose a few little fights who do you watch then I was who, cooking breakfast actually when we were watching yeah. fights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, I, 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 who, who do you like to watch um, any, any, any combat sports there must be someone I don't here. no nobody no. what sports do you like no sports no just like horse racing I own a horse race oh, oh, yeah. I, own, I own a race horse is that right yeah, I like horse racing dogs yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm a anything you man. bet oh, yeah, no, do you know what I, no I do um, if, I, if, if I'm not in the gym I, I want to be recovering uh-huh. and, and I'm generally always in the gym or at home sleeping yeah. um, watched a few of the fights on the weekend just obviously Jimmy Jimmy Manoville always brings it it's always a, it's always a, a fight um, I watched uh, Gafterston um, and Wisher Man from Cage Warriors. Um, oh, Fish Gold. Fish Gold. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see that fight. I watched, I watched that fight. It was a good fight. Yeah, he got yeah. jumped. He, he was a good he fight. Um, he jumped on so a guillotine, coach, tried to roll him over, and got caught. He got the underhook, didn't he? Yeah. And, and that's something that he was, uh, coach was telling me not to do. Mm-hmm. And then that's what he done and got yeah. choked. So it's actually something. Um, did I do it today? Oh yeah, I caught someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I caught one of the guys in it. Nice. <laughs> one of the guys in it today. Very cool. Um, so yeah, you know, if someone tells me to watch something because yeah. it's educational for me, mm-hmm. uh, I, I watch it. Or yeah. if someone's very similar style to some, uh, one of my opponents, they say watch it. Uh, Dina sent me a fight. Say you need to see this. Uh, I'll watch it. But um, do you watch your opponents? <sighs> no, not really. No, like coaches do. Yeah. Like, do you, do you find it easier just to? Just to let the coaches nah, give you like, the input, you just not. Don't matter. Not, not, yeah. not important. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if I'm being honest, yeah. I'm like, it kind of, you know, the less he thinks, the better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that in a really like yeah. in a in a sarcastic he's, he's way, but also it, like quite real. He, I'm an instinctual fighter, so if I get in there and I'm worried about something, what's the point of being worried about something? Because that thought process we've gathered, my brain is a lot slower than my natural reaction so <laughs> if I go in there and just whatever comes at me I react to I'll do alright yeah. yeah. as soon as I think I'm getting hit yeah. so um, yeah whatever isn't it? Like, he's yeah. going to come in and fight and I'm going to fight well like, you and Bruce Lee are on the same page you know yeah. Bruce Lee used to say don't think yeah. feel yeah. Yeah. don't think fight here we go that's Terry I'm putting that on the back of a t-shirt don't think fight yeah yeah Feel from the belly, man. Yeah, Don't feel yeah. from the head. The head's slower than the belly. Uh-huh. From your gut. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's my um, my outlook on it. Yeah. <laughs> how does that How does that translate to you? Because you, you obviously you're very different fighters. Yeah, you, yeah. you seem to. I th- I'd imagine your brain's quite a lot like Dean's. Yeah. And you kind of analyze everything. You I like to know. Apart. Yeah, I like to look at what my opponent's going to be doing. Uh-huh. Uh, come up with a little game plan. Obviously, we can. I like to react once I'm in there, but I like to have a kind of idea of uh, my. Plan A, you know, there's always going to be plan B and and, and just uh, working off the cuff, but I'd like to have a plan A and we can just switch between different ideas and uh, I kind of like to, yeah, kind of like to have a feel for how, what, how they're going to react and how, yeah. how they're going to, they're going to, they're going to fight. You can't obviously tell a lot, people can change up, they can be a striker, maybe change it up one day, 
um, in your fight just to throw you off. So I don't like to put too much time into it, but I like to be prepared. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing for me, being prepared. Yeah. Um, and just like Coach Eric's been saying, uh, welcoming all those bad situations and being able to mm. deal with them. That's the most important thing, mm. being able to deal with every situation that comes. Yeah. So it's interesting how all fighters interpret the same thing very differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We take the same information, but that's also differently. Um, you know, you don't say exactly, you tailor it to us, right? Do you know what I mean? And it's knowing your fighters and it's being a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, that's what we haven't got in, in schools. Um, yeah. You know, they, they know one way and one way only uh, of teaching and, and, a, and a sign of a good coach is, you know, you can reach out to five, six different fighters with the same, um, the same meaning, but adapt it to their, to their style. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, uh, from what Adam was saying, like, you, you know, like, for instance, I was fighting Peter Queeley and the, the guys watched it, a couple of guys in Thailand watched his fight. He said, oh, one fight, he was it, and the next fight is completely different. So I was like, I wouldn't want to go out no, thinking that he's going to do one mm. thing and he comes out doing something completely different. Mm. So for me, um, being prepared is just being the best me. Being yeah. like water, Terry. And yeah, being like water. <laughs> being like water. But yeah. um, one into a cup, it yeah. becomes the cup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Becomes right, the cup. I'm going to be the water. Well, I'm going to be the water and drown him. Dan's practice that. One into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually good. That water can flow That's a pretty good or it can crash. <laughs> Correct. Be water, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Down, which, from That's from a coaching the, perspective, which ones, uh, which ones, the, uh, their the benefits and challenges with both? I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like these two guys are polar opposites, like in style and upbringing, and in, in, in so many different ways. <laughs> Sleeves. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, see, well, that's why you pick that side of this. That, that's yeah. The table now. My good My side. Side. <laughs> yeah. What? 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 I, honestly, what I do. Um, one of the things that I see what they're afraid of. Uh huh. Um, and it'll be I'll notice a reaction to a certain situation. And then I'll first ask myself what I think is going on there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm on the money, sometimes I'm not. Um, and then sometimes I might not even say anything right away. I might observe to see if it happens again or, or to see if I, I, I see something similar happen again. Um, and then if I see a pattern start, I'll, I'll pull them aside. We'll have a conversation or I'll put them in that situation again to see what's going on. And Because I, I want them to see what they're afraid of. And if I can show you what you're afraid of, um, well, we can start to kind of detract from there. It's a great place to start. If you find out what you're afraid of and you're honest about it, the thing is getting somebody to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I'm not afraid. Well, then I'll put you in the situation again. I'm like, well, you look pretty afraid right now. Yeah. And, um, and then we can work from there. And it's like, it's working back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, that's probably one of the most common ways that, that, I, that I can sort of, get in each guy's mind you know and then and then obviously i gotta observe like terry is not he's not the guy that he's not the game plan guy it's not his thing and i I don't want him to be he doesn't need you don't sometimes you don't have to be there's not a certain way to be you know um look at robbie lawler right so robbie lawler was a great champion robbie lawler was not a game plan fighter Mm -hmm. robbie lawler went out there and had a fucking fist fight then you have john jones who is supremely athletic and supremely intellectual and he fights like that okay um there's a lot of different ways to be great um and so it's like how can i help that guy tap into his greatness um whatever i can't change i'm not going to make adam fight like terry that's never going to work adam's never going to throw caution to the wind he's too smart for that 
You know what I mean? He's not. He's not gonna fight that way. <laughs> <laughs> right? But but you, you get what I mean, right? It's like like. Adam's not gonna fight like that. But what I had to get Adam to tap into was a couple different things. So like yeah. going back to the to the last loss, Adam felt entitled to win his last fight, and that's yeah. why it lost. This is one of Adam, the best com- yeah, conversations yeah, that we yeah. had. We had a long conversation, and uh, and and. He felt entitled, and and the somebody forgot to tell his opponent that. And Adam showed to pick up a win up bonus, right? The other guy showed up to fight, mm. right? So Adam assumed I'm going to come here, beat this chump up, collect my win bonus, and fucking go onto the UFC because everybody's telling me how great I am, right? And um, nobody told Homeboy that, <laughs> so Homeboy showed up to fight, and Terry did the same thing in his last fight, right? Uh, but very similar. Um, and so what we had to get. Dude, to Adam is you're not entitled to shit. That's why you have to go out and have a fist fight, right? If it's enti- if, it, if if there's one person supposed to win, well, we don't do it on paper, right? Uh, you go out and you have a fight, and we see who's got to win. That that's that's what the fight is for. And so you have to go out and earn that shit, Adam. You're not entitled to nothing, and that mm-hmm. means that's where we started to kind of get into. You got to grind a little bit, Adam. And um, then we started. I started really making him wrestle a lot. I started making him wrestle with. And so I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but like I started making him wrestle with nobody tough ass amateurs that I have. Nobody's ever heard of these kids before. And they were getting in his ass a little bit. And Adam had a couple days where he fucking left the gym a little sad. I said, Adam, what are you sad about? Be happy that you guys, you have these fucking, because these kids are going to be beasts. Mm. Be happy you got these secret weapons in here. Like these are your training partners. So they're exposing you right now. Be, thank them for exposing you right now. So, so, and now, like if you saw Adam today, get out of the position against some big dude right on the wall and then reshoot, get it on the guy's legs right yeah. away. That yeah. wasn't there a couple weeks ago. That mm. wasn't there. Yeah. So Adam's embraced that part about himself. And yo, do not be surprised to see some new tricks co- come mm. out of this kid. And, and yo, we're just scratching the surface. <laughs> yeah, we just started Come working in. together. So so mm. like, yeah. Um, so yeah, to, to long, long-windedly long answer yeah. your question. Well, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll record a podcast at some point. Yeah. Next time you come up, I want to sit down and have a, have a good conversation with, with Coach Eric because it's fascinating and, and a wealth of knowledge as well. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that. Um, anything else? Done? Well, Bantamweight. Let's stick with Bantamweight. Peter Yan, Jimmy Rivera. Don't, don't worry about this, Terry. Just, I know Peter Yan. <laughs> we'll, we'll just I know Peter Yan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know there you go. Uh, okay. Let's go. Roll, <laughs> roll with it, Terry. Roll with it. Uh, he's so ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? He's a tough guy. Yeah. But I think because he fought Ed Arthur, isn't it? Yeah. And he knows me from that, from being out in Thailand. Oh, okay. So I, I see him I was always every a bit, day a bit of beef, uh, with the same boxing coach in Thailand. Um, and I see him at crossover session. All right, mate. And he just look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, mate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Big time. Slam you on your head. <laughs> <laughs> so you're pulling for Jimmy Rivera then? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think safe yeah, to say. Go to a technical conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lead. No, I, th- I, j- yeah, I think Peter Yan is a force to be reckoned with in the bantamweight division, man. He really is good, and he, I think he stepped up his performance every time he's fought. Yeah. Well, who's the last guy he fought again? Um, John Dodson. John Dodson. Yeah, man. Beat him up good. So yeah, and that's what that? what a good what a good name to take out there. Yeah, oh, in Prague. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah and man. then before that, he fought that uh, was he Chinese guy. Um, let me pull his record up. No, it, uh, before that, it was Douglas uh, D- Douglas Silva de Andrade at UFC 232, and then he fought Jin Su Jin Su Sun, yeah, uh, Moscow. Good performance that was as well. Ishihara knocked out Taruto Ishihara. Mm. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good man. Yeah, All around, man. He looks. Ever since I saw him fight, you know, my boy Ed, mm. 
Uh, yeah, I've trained with Ed for a long time, so I knew how tough he is, and yeah, he he put it on Ed, um, and it, it just showed the level that he was at. Mm. Um, obviously, Ed gave a good, good account of himself. You can never put this yeah. guy out. He's one of the toughest guys I know. Uh, but man, yeah, just watching him there, strong. I was like, this guy's. I know, I know he, like, his work ethic is insane. Like mm. his coaches out there are always telling him, you know, you need to rest. And he's like always on the track, doing sprints, he's boxing, he's doing MMA, he's doing conditioning, just goes and goes and goes and goes. Uh, you know, you can't fault him for that, his work ethic. He's, mm. um, I've seen it first class and he works hard, man. Like, he really embraces that gassing feeling, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that lactic acid, man, he thrives on it. So, you know, fair play to him. He, yeah. He works hard. Scary dude. That being said, though, <laughs> Rivera, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rivera's tough, though, so that's, that's, that is a, that is a big fight. Yeah. Very yeah. big fight. Yeah, it is. We'll see where he's at after that now. I know, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think after that, I think because we've got on the undercard, we've got Aljamain Sterling against Pedro mm, Munoz. So that, I think, yeah, mm. I think the winner of that fight could face the winner of the Jan Great Rivera fight, fight for, a, for a, a title shot. Two good bandwidth fights, that um, is. Loads of female fights on the card as well. Suarez against Ansarov, that's probably a title eliminator. Kovalkovic, Grasso, Valentina Shevchenko, Jessica mm. I. How do you see Jessica I winning that if she can? It's a tough one because I think Valentina's just just so yes, high level. Yeah, it's, the, it's a tough. I don't know. I don't know if she's going to win it. I don't know. Yeah, put, put a pace on her. Yeah, she's a good wrestler. She's moved yeah. to Vegas recently, so she's at the PI. She's working right. with some new people. So, you know, have you checked any of her training out or anything? Or not uh, just anything? from what I saw on the countdown mm. show. Um, I mean, I, I called. Was it a fight before that or a couple before that? And she's. She's like got that Cleveland Stepe Miocic mentality. It's just grind. Yeah, you know I fought one of her one of her teammates a long while back, and they've all got that mentality. Tough, just grinding, grinding styles. So. You know that style against a good striker. A lot of the time, you need a bit of space to be getting your work off. So we'll see, man. How yeah. how well can you implement your game plan? Yeah. Um, and I think for a good striker, that's the kryptonite. If there's going to be one, if you, if there's going to be a style, it's that walking forward. Terry style. <laughs> Terry style. Terry style. Dominator fights? style. Uh, do you watch female fights? And then do you watch yeah. them out of entertainment or to learn from? Because any female fights I've ever watched, I'm like, like <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it's a bit like, all right, you're here. But considering how many fights you watch, the yeah, 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 it's not many. Any maybe two or three. Any like ever? the Paige Van Zandt, you know, like. The, the sexy ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always much in pain. No, but you know... <laughs> uh, Be yourself. Uh, don't Tate as well. But, you know, like, can you learn anything from them? Do you, do you, I'm asking you, is, like, is that... Yeah, like, I think that's from... As, it, my, yeah, like, yeah. as much as you do. Yeah, yeah like, but, um, from Shevchenko, for sure. Yeah, she's, striking. She's awesome. Really, really good. Her hand is nice to watch. I don't think so. Not, so. not with the, the only thing is that there's not the depth in the in the, in the division. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so like you get the, a few, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Like Tatiana Suarez, Nina Ansarov's going to be a really good fight. Suarez is a very strong wrestler. Ansarov's a good MMA fighter, for American top team. Uh, Amanda Nunez's partner. So that that's going to be a real high level fight, and I'm expecting uh, the Shevchenko fight to be high level, but far more on Shevchenko's side. But that's more. That's more because of how Jessica I fights. Mm. But then if you look like on the undercard, um, there's a, a Chinese fighter, Yan Xiaonan, who I'm, I'm sure will call into the PI at some point. I called a couple of her fights and she is Oh, she recently hot. fought? Yeah. She looked, yeah, I she's watched her. She hot. looked good. I mean, she's decisioning people. She's beat uh, Shuri Kondo, Viviana Perea and uh, Caitlin Karan, uh, Kylin Karan. But she's, technically she's very good. Real sharp, real fast. 
across the board. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you, and then you know you've got the opposite end of the spectrum. You have got uh, Jessica Andrade who can pick you up and slam you on your head. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? it doesn't have to be the most technical. No, no. That's, you're, that's what the fight. That's what's so exciting about MMA. Yeah, so many ways to win. Um, it's yeah, just the just, depth of the weight classes mm-hmm. in, the, in the women's divisions. That there are far fewer. Really, Top really level, talented yeah, fighters yeah. past sort of ten or fifteen, which is why they're struggling if to put that, the like featherweight. 15, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, what else stands out in the card? I mean, we've got to talk about the what is listed on on Wikipedia mm. as the people's main event: uh, Cowboy against Ferguson. Oh boy, man! After his after Cowboy's performance against Al, man, I thought Al was going to trash him. Mm. I thought he was literally really? going to run through him. Body shots. Man, he, that was just what a performance! I just did not expect it. Was it fourth round? He got in the finish. Mm, I think it was. Man, still, Class. Our boy still got it. Our boy still got it. He's, he's a <laughs> tough dude, and he put—he looked like he wasn't—he was not gassed at all. Putting hands on him. Yeah. Fifth round. Fifth round. Fifth round. Decision. Fifth yeah. round. I knew it was late. Yeah. Um, but lovely performance. So I get. But then Tony, man, with all his trickery, I—I never know what to think with Tony. I always put him as the, a lot of fights. I put him as the underdog, mm-hmm. and then he's come on top and just cut people like, up and just damage them. He does inflict damage. Fights. And like, do you think he had the, he had that wake up call? Where it was a bit like, you know, he was, it looked like he was at the end of his road. And all of a sudden he's come back with this like mad. He, he's like, seen different since the birth of his son. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. seems like the different real motivation then. Yeah. Mm. He's had a son and all of a sudden it's like, now he's not fighting for the adrenaline rush and the fun of it and the money. Now he's fighting because he's got a purpose and he's, it's like he's got a, it's like he's got an objective now. That's what that's the difference I've seen him recently. I, sure. saw, I saw was it before the Alf uh, fight that he was like maybe some interview I saw that he was saying he didn't even want to come out in the first for, for the fight or saying he wasn't even up for it for the uh, mm. in the first round. But then obviously he changed it, managed to take a few. Some people need to take a few punches, yeah, um, and they wake up. But he said he didn't even want to be there, yeah. And he's like, if I was, was a younger Cerrone, he wouldn't even come up, come out to the fight, yeah. So really? you know, it's yeah, it's, it's, just it's crazy, man. Uh, oh, he's only young. Oh, he looks wet though, doesn't he? <laughs> he's been around a long time. He's 36. He? He's very young. Kit boxing. <laughs> Kit boxing I'm, before I'm he was I'm 37 now. I was, nah, he's, I he's lived a good life. Yeah, man. Oh, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. like, that is, that, for me, that's like, yeah, yeah you yeah. made it, man. Living yeah. on a ranch. Yeah, living yeah. on a ranch. Got his horses, his dogs. Extreme like, sports, surfing and that as well. Drinking beer. Yeah. Crack on, man. He can fight. Like, that's a fighter. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's athletes and there's fighters, man. It's funny you say that, though. He's, he's saying he's a fighter. He's one of the most, seems to be one of the most nervous before a fight. Yeah. Obviously. And the way he talks about fighting, he's like, well, I think one interview he was saying, oh, why do I, why do I even do it? Like, before, so I'm like, questioning himself. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but then he, but then the way he, yeah, I think, you know, shows himself to everyone is that he's just this fighter and stuff. But it's, yeah. yeah, there's, there's a, there's you, a balance between the two. I, I, like, I get nervous. I think it's just challenging it. And so what, actually, what, no. I think different things make me nervous, but like, and you question it. I, 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 I was going to stop before the water had a fight, uh, just because I just couldn't handle like how it made me feel before the mm. fight. And then you win, and you're like, this is why it's I worth do it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, just sitting on top of the cage or whatever it is. Them couple of moments of of just phew, euphoria. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's just like. Until so you're back it's to your amazing. diet. Amazing, yeah, and, you know, and then before you know it, you're, you're sat back before the next fight, thinking, "Why am I doing this?" <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And in it's the like, rooms. it's it's crazy. Fighters are crazy. You've got to be crazy. And, you, yeah. and if you're not getting nervous, you're crazy anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You should be sectioned. Sectioned. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, walking out in front of thousands of people on like TV, about to get punched in the face. Body getting your you're not nervous, man. Like, 
Mad man. You, you need to have a word. How <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you felt? You've been in world title fights and everything like that. So what, yeah. how have you felt before? It, it was it was different throughout my career. For, for most for the most part, I got those. I got that feeling of anxiety. But it was I managed to cut it down and focus and and I and identify the fact that it wasn't I wasn't bothered about getting knocked out mm. or choked out or hurt or any, anything I was my main focus was I'd put so much work in mm. and I didn't want to choke and yeah. just waste mm. the moment and embarrass and myself and you want to win yeah of course. Yeah. you know, feel like that and you don't want to win you're going to lose yeah <laughs> isn't it not mm. no I agree I yeah definitely yeah but I woke up going uh, out to fight GSP How, what was, that? was that was that a different feeling or was that exactly was that the same as all of them I don't know I mean there were there were some there were some fighters that when I was walking out against them like Rory Markham was a good example because he'd never been the distance he'd never been a decision so the likelihood of us making it to the fifth round to the third round was pretty slim I knew yeah, it was yeah. going to be violent whatever happened yeah. so as I was standing behind the curtain and I'm co-main event it's only my second UFC fight and it's it's the co-main arena. of your second co-main it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it. and it was it's all about a haircut. And then yeah, it was, yeah, it was banging. Yeah. The whole thing's banging. And he's already made his walk, and my music starts. Dun, 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 dun. And all of a sudden, I get this feeling come over me. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing this for? I could Question. be any one of yeah, those yeah, 16,000 people sitting yeah. there just going, yeah, yeah. UFC, you just please. You know, I could have been any one of those guys, but I wasn't. I was there. Why yeah. was I doing that yeah. to myself? But I, I'd experienced that in, in most of my fights in some capacity, but not. it didn't hit me like it did at that event mm. when I was behind the curtain waiting to walk out. But the weirdest one was my first UFC fight against Gono in uh, Birmingham, UFC 89. Double figures. I'm not a triple figure fighter. It's a, it's a. It'll be a credential one day. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure of yeah. Um, Once your hall of famer. That's it. No, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, that was the that was the only time I stood there before the fight, and I'm like, I'm not. I'm not nervous. I didn't feel any any nerves, and I, and I should have done because I was fighting a pride vet, a guy that was he had a lot of experience. He, yeah. I mean, he beat Gegard Mousasi and Hector Lombard. Like he was a good fighter, but. I think what I what what I figured out had happened is that my goal was to get to the UFC. So like once I was there, I'd made it, and I'm like, oh, I'm here, I've done it. And then that was just a, a, I just enjoyed that. I just I I was just like, oh, this is the UFC, I made it. This was I've achieved my goal. And it was after that fight because I didn't. I mean, it was a difficult opponent. I won a split decision. It was I could have been far more aggressive in the fight. I could have really put my stamp on it more, but I just kind of felt like I was cruising and kind of taking it all in. It was a bit surreal, and I remember after the fight on the way on the way home, thinking to myself, I, I need to I need to reconfigure my goals now, hmm. like because it just it always seems so distant getting yeah. to the UFC. I don't know why. And once you're there, I think that happens. That's quite common, isn't it? Mm. I was talking to my brother actually about it recently about AJ. And how the pinnacle of his career so far, we felt like it was like fight, beating Klitschko. And then maybe that was his goal for so long. So when he achieved that, I think like his other performances have been good, but they haven't been like the same level as that. So that, that was a similar thing that's happened for guys getting to the UFC and stuff as well. Yeah. What about that? Andy Ruiz. Amazing, wasn't it? Watch here. I love it. Did you watch it? Did you? He saw it on Instagram. I saw it on Instagram. The animation that Ray Rod did. Oh mate, that'd be fantastic. How cool is that? You yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. Ray Rod where he punched him. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> he's got his luggage in the ghost. Oh, mate, the the That's brilliant. We need to. We need to get oh, into I like some the stuff Douglas Lima well. MVP one. 
Yeah, yeah, with, the, with the four hammer yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. He's super sick. talented. They're man. awesome, aren't they? Who's this guy? That, who is it? it? Ray Rod. I don't know who he is. Okay, I thought I he met with someone. You might, might no, know. no. I don't know him yet, but I'm looking forward to meeting him. There Excellent work, my friend. There you go. <laughs> um, go on then. Give me a prediction for the Cowboy uh, Ferguson fight. I see Because then we can play it back to you next week when you want. Yeah, laughing at me. I see, I see Ferguson cutting him up, but somehow, I think, really? yeah, I th- some kind of grappling exchange, some scrambles, and him ended up on the top and just getting those dirty elbows off, man, just mm. doing some real damage. He just, he's a guy that just wants to inflect damage. If he's on his back, he's elbowing downwards. He's not even trying to get up a lot of the time. He's just elbowing, doing dirty damage. As people are comfortable with their head on, their, on his chest, he's like, nah, mate. He's just sticking no. it on you the whole time. Mm. And I can see that happening a lot, doing damage and then maybe um, Cerrone getting hurt. Cerrone might get on top of him, might finish him, or might just be a, um, I'm assuming five rounds. I oh, know it's not, is uh, it? Is no, it it's three? not it's three rounds. Okay, well then, yeah, maybe a decision, but with mm. some damage on uh, Cerrone's side. Yeah. Then I'm interested. There we go. Yeah. That's how we get Terry yeah. involved. Shout out to Bet Three Six Five, by the way. We'll uh, yeah. we'll get we'll get Terry in a can. Yeah. You'll make yeah. loads. Of money. You'll make your money, mate. Right? Yeah, you'll be getting all my Bellator money. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other fight on the card that mm. that is worth watching. It's the one that's opened up the main card. Which is you'll love this one. It's tied to Avassa against Blagoy Ivanov, right? I know, you know, you know Ty, yeah, right? Yeah, Ty's yeah, yeah. just. I a, don't know too much about this. To yeah. be honest with you, both so guys. Ty to Avassa's like like Mark Hunt's protege alongside okay, nice. Tyson Pedro and those guys, and he's just yeah, like yeah. a younger, more bigger, excited Mark. Okay. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. dangerous yeah. to even nice. say. <laughs> who, who made his We're debut with a flying after, knee? Yeah. Made his debut with a flying knee. Cuts to heavyweight. In, Cuts the heavyweight. Cuts the heavyweight. He's he. When you said prodigy so for some hard. reason, when you said Mark Hunt's prodigy, I thought someone was going to be smaller for some reason. That's oh, the yeah. image I had in my head. This is something I've got. Cuts the heavyweight. Big, yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. I, I, I joined in a session with him, Sawa, and Mark, mm. uh, uh, aka when I very first started going to Thailand, and Thai hadn't even had a pro fight. Really? Yeah. Terrifying. And then, like, I was like, yeah, I'd had one pro fight, and then like. Next minute, he's in the UFC. I'm like, this is so unfair. But no, he, he trains hard. He's a monster. For a really. big guy, he's just always running. Boom, 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 boom. Really? Uh, yeah, in the heat and stuff. Um, and he just, he, I just remember seeing him sparring Sawa, Mark, and just putting them back and thinking, wow, yeah, he's young them. and mm. like, don't mind getting hit and been used to getting hit by them guys. So. Do, you, know do I mean? you think he goes to Thailand because most people wear flip flops, so he can't be drinking out of people's shoes? <laughs> I don't even think they do flip flops like that big. Like he's just got like <laughs> breeze blocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He brought that to Celine Dion, didn't he? Oh, he yeah. did, didn't he? Yeah. And you can yeah. when you're that big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're gonna like, say anything yeah. too. I think he's great. I, I tell you, I he's did nice have a great, great conversation with him and uh, Tyson about their tattoos, their traditional tattoos. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try not to pronounce it terribly. It's called a peta. And it's like, he was telling me about this. All by this, hand. Dude, yeah. all by hand and, and everything but your cock and balls. I think he had his done. So we were staying. Everything but your cock and balls. We were staying. It's like that's when um, you know your friends. No, they yeah, do the arsehole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of it. They do the arsehole. All of it. What? Not even joking. It's like <laughs> part of their culture. So we were staying in the same villas. <laughs> they do. They do the arsehole. <laughs> did, did they show you? Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. people just listening on fight you see side when <laughs> We've got Terry making circles with his index finger talking about arsehole. <laughs> That's a big arsehole, Terry. That you uh, yeah. He's a big guy. <laughs> he's, a big guy yeah. he's got to accommodate. I'm just a skinny little white guy. Whatever. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're, they're, they're all, they're all nice I think he started getting it done when he was like 
14 or 15 oh, you know don't quote me is on he that covered? he's covered he's young mm. oh man like, up his whole leg yeah. it's all so detailed and it's like, been, like by an old not shaman but you know yeah. like an old it's the same um, as the bamboo tattoos in uh, yeah t- and it's all similar. done by stick um, mm. and they do so many hours that like, you can get like you know, like, um, takes it out on the body and stuff. I think mm. your body can go in shock and shit like that. Right, right. But I think he started when he was like, like 13, 14, 15, when he was real young. And he's like, it looks amazing. And he's coming up across his belly now. How old is this guy now? Uh, Ty's like 23, yeah, 24. He's old. Yeah. Dude, young Mark, uh, Mark Hunt's son had it done over three days. Yeah. That's insane. Imagine that. Oh, he, he's going to be a specimen. Have you seen him? No, so he used to have a bit of weight 26. on him and he's been training with, um, been training with Mark. I just see him on Mark's Instagram and he's just like, you know, like testosterone's kicking in and that. I think, pff, mm, yeah, I think we're going to see him 100%. Oh, he looks man. like he's going to be a big guy. That'd be mm. exciting. Mm. Well, he's we opening summer, didn't we? In yeah. uh, Australia the other yeah. week. Yeah. He's, I got so much shit when I called uh, one of my first events, I called uh, one of Sower's fights and I got so much shit from people on tw- on Twitter because the previous person to call his fights in the UFC was Mike Goldberg and he called him Soa Pillele, which is, it's, it's, it's not correct. It's not the, way, the correct, correct way of saying it, but because everybody had already heard Goldie say it like three or four fights in a row Catch on. and then we come on we're going so a palale and saying it correctly everyone's like oh you don't know what you're talking about Goldie got it right sending yeah. those clips of in Goldie saying accent, yeah. Like, that. Yeah. <laughs> like a drunk English accent yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're always drunk in English yeah, yeah, man yeah. nobody else abuses me like wherever that. you are in the world you're gonna find them yeah. I probably know them as well yeah. that's the thing yeah yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, Taito Avas is fighting a guy called Blagoy Ivanov and something to watch out for on him, which I find is very interesting. He's got a scar right there, mm-hmm. like someone's tried to him? end him. Oh, oh is that, is that oh, a story? Yeah. Is that oh, the, the yeah. real story? I don't know yeah. anymore about to it. Down. There's, no, 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 I don't know more anymore about yeah, it, but he's, uh, he's got a... Shit shot then. From what I understand, <laughs> he's got a right right bar fight incident. He was in a bar fight incident. He was stabbed there. Shit. And now he's fighting in the UFC. That's some shit, right? And it's like a proper like like Bowie knife like scar as well. Like Crocodile Dundee fucked him up. <laughs> Tried over him. That's not yeah. a knife. Fillet. Fillet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Winter, they don't stab you. They fillet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting filleted, Sam. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it Shit. I love it very cool alright guys this has been awesome thanks yeah, a lot man. for joining yeah, me thank you mate thanks for thanks coming up down, and, uh, doing the session as well it's been good nah, it's been great, and uh, Coach Eric thank you we'll definitely do a do a sit down and yeah, we'll definitely. have a conversation with him everybody uh, Full Reptile Radio oh one more thing I want to do I want to give a shout out to Kanazen um, my mum's best friend has MS and she's been struggling with it for a long while and uh, she was on all kinds of pain medication and stuff you guys are on on the CBD goodness, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he said, then. <laughs> I was gonna go say and Shatterpen. Well. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Shatterpen, of course. Yeah, shout out to Shatterpen for keeping us lively in uh, Stockholm. Um, <laughs> um, yes. So Kanazen. So uh, my mum's best friend, uh, Sarah. She's she's at MS for a long while, and she's had all these kind of pain medications, and I. Kanazen sent me a couple of couple of bottles of the stuff, so I passed one on to Sarah, mm. and she started using it. And within a couple of weeks, she was off all of her pain meds. It, it's it's amazing. Mm. So, uh, and I sent a message to Kanazen. I was like, "Hey, just to let you know, this is a real good success story." And they were like, "Send us her address and her name, and we'll." And they've been supplying her ever okay. since. Wow, for, for no it, for no reason at all. It's, it's awesome. So, so nice. uh, 
shout out to Canazen. Just go and check them out. Okay. Give them a follow on Instagram. Give them a like. Buy some goodness. And, uh, uh, you know, might save your life. You never know. All right. Wonderful. Thank you very much, everybody. Peace Full out. Full Reptile Radio out. Adam Amasinger, Terry Brazier. Make sure you check their fights out. June 22nd, yes. Bellator, London. Yeah. June 29th, yeah. Cage Warriors, London. 106. Bang. We're going to be there. See Oof. you then. Oof. I felt like a reptile. Like a reptile. I felt like a reptile.